Hey, hey, hey. We're back again for another episode of Dee's Diary. Let's go ahead and get started. We're on chapter six. Everybody's got a story. One that has molded them into who they are. So here's my story. Ups and downs. Good and bad. Take from it whatever lessons you choose. And if it doesn't pertain, just leave it. Come listening as I share my diary. Cause this is D's diary. D's diary. D's diary. So the next day, my old lady came back to the house and, you know, I was still getting to know her and we were just, you know, trying to get adjusted to one another. So after she came over, she, my younger sister and I, we just kind of um, hung out at the house that day. We just kind of um, cooked, or I should say she cooked, and we just kind of played different board games and, you know, chatted. And as she was getting to know me, she was just kind of asking, like, how I've been, how it was stateside, you know, how my older sister's doing, just, you know, it's kind of like trying to get to know someone all over again. So it was, it was still an awkward encounter because I wasn't, I still wasn't sure what was going on. I think I had somewhat of an idea, but I think I was still overwhelmed with the thought of not knowing who was who in my life and whatnot. So we just hung out that day and, you know, several days uh, after that, every day she would come over and basically we just, you know, got to know each other more and I got adjusted to Liberia even more and I finished off the, and I finished off the third grade. During the summer of the third grade, my younger sister and I, we used to go out all the time. Like my dad would take us to like, there's this ice cream shop. I think it was two of them in Liberia at the time. One was called, I think, was it called Sharks? And one was called Musu's Spot. Man, we used to look forward to going there on weekends. And like every Sunday we would eat at home and just kind of relax for the Sunday and watch movies. And... Like when it's coming towards the evening, maybe around like five or six p.m., uh, we'll get ready, and my dad would take us to you know those uh, ice cream spots, and it seemed like that was like a thing for <laughs> most of the people who were who were within my dad's circle. So all our friends from school and stuff, or people with whom we knew, they would all be there also because their parents were their parents used to come there. So we would just. <laughs> I mean, just thinking about it now, it was so, like, life was so simple, you know? We would just all, like, hang out and dance and order whatever we wanted to order to eat. And um, we would probably stay there because, you know, Liberian parents and most African parents I know, once they start hanging out with each other, they just stay there forever. So sometimes we would leave there probably, like, 8 or 9 p.m. But, you know, as kids, you don't really mind because... The longer you can spend time with your friends, 
you're like, you know, happy and okay with it. That's what we mostly did during the summer. They always had some type of football game going on or soccer. That's what it's called stateside. And, um, or a basketball tournament. It was just always something to do. And what I always remember, even though the adults had work and stuff, they always found time to hang out. Like, that's one thing I really remembered about Liberia. Like, being in the States when, you know, throughout the week, everybody just kind of working, come home, go to sleep, and repeat that routine. And maybe on Saturdays, people would hang out and stuff. But it seemed like in Liberia, people always made time after work to go hang out. Even if it was, you know, go to someone's house, they all cook and play this uh, board game called Ludo or some cards. Like they always just found time to hang out, which I, I found really admirable because they, although they weren't like filthy rich or anything of that sort, they just, they all still seem so happy, you know, or at least content um, since happiness seemed to fluctuate and stuff. So that summer, that's basically all we did. So when I started fourth grade, yeah, it was pretty much a repeat of third grade in terms of all the electives and stuff we had, the cooking classes. I guess just a lot more people came to the school I was in, um, a lot of international kids. So um, it was just cool once again, meeting people from all over. And as me and my old lady still got to know each other, um, throughout that time, it was it was just an overall really great experience. And one thing I hadn't really noted until I guess I got older is I actually really got a chance to know my dad as well. Because um, since we had come to the States, you know, my dad was back and forth to Liberia or because I was way younger during the war and everything. You don't really think about, like, getting to know your parents. They're just kind of your parents. They do whatever they do. You just keep it moving. But... You know, just getting to know my dad's personality and, you know, like his friends and, you know, just his work, what he did in Liberia. Like, it was also cool because most of the time when I was in the States, you just kind of know your, I just kind of knew my dad was in Liberia and I didn't really think much past that, you know. But just getting to know everybody. I also remember in fourth grade, the driver I had spoke about in the previous episode my dad had told us that he was diagnosed with cancer or something of that sort. And I guess I was a lot younger, so I didn't really understand what it was or, you know, anything of that sort. But my dad was like, it's really serious. And, you know, when you're younger, it was like, OK, I'll pray for him. I hope everything's OK. But I guess it was really terrible because within like a month, my dad had come back and he was like yeah um he passed away and I just remember crying because you know that was you know one of the people I had gotten to know and you know that was someone who always dropped me to school and picked me up and always so kind and you know funny and whatnot but I guess that was one of my first losses being young you know still not understanding death or anything like that but you know, that's one thing I remember about fourth grade. And I was still, you know, I still had my sad moments where I was, you know, missing my siblings who were stateside. So that that never really um, shook off. But other than that, in fourth grade, I met a lot of 
cousins I didn't know about, a lot of um, aunts and uncles. And I just really got to know Liberia overall. And you know, when when you're younger, you're not really thinking, or at least I wasn't, you're not really thinking deep into the country or, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but you're just kind of, or at least I was just kind of thinking about coming stateside. So I didn't really get to indulge in it, you know, now thinking about it that I wish I could. But I just, every time I, I just remember Liberia was just simple. As a child, I know people were struggling because they had, you know, somewhat just come out of the war and everything of that sort. But I, it's like I could still just remember, you know, sitting on the beach with family. I remember we used to go to like the lagoon. There was this lagoon on uh, this beach we used to go to in Marshall. And I remember one time I was like back floating. I was back floating and just kind of looking at all the trees and <laughs> I mean thinking about it now I guess that's me going back to my happy place <laughs> but I just you know I just remember the beauty in it I don't know I guess that's that's what started my I guess love for Liberia because I was old enough to understand the country and and also just having met some people who had gone through the war and when they shared their stories like some friends that I had you just hear, you know, because even after the major war that happened, there were little, you know, uh, little like mini wars, I guess, that was going on since then. So they all shared how they experienced that. And But one thing I just found so interesting is like they still love the country. You know, when they would talk like, oh, when I get older, I'm going to do this in Liberia, do that. And because I had been pulled from Liberia. I didn't really have an input, you know. I was just looking forward to coming back stateside. And I guess just being done with Liberia, I'm not really sure. It's interesting that even to this day when people are like, oh, you know, what's some of your greatest, you know, childhood memory? A lot of them took place in Liberia. I don't know if it was because of its simplicity or, or what, but I just kind of enjoyed that the rest of fourth grade just getting to know my roots, you know, I guess it kind of helped me understand more of who I was, my culture, because even though when I was in the States, we always had the Liberian community, because Liberians have a tendency, or I guess Africans, where they like build their own community, wherever they go, even though I had a lot of Liberians, you know, within the little Liberian community had in the States, but it just wasn't the same, haven't actually been in the country, and just listen to other people's stories. Some people I met who weren't really living in the city, you know, who grew up in a rural area. They just talked about life over there. Or the ones who did, you know, live in mud houses. You know, you always assume like, oh, aren't you like hot? There's no air conditioning. There's no this. And they explain to you, they're like, no, it's actually cool because of a certain type of, certain type of mud they use and how it keeps the place. Just learning about my country something that I had never really done or had a reason to do why I was in the US getting towards the end of fourth grade my dad had told me he was like hey you're coming back to the states after fourth grade so I was really excited about that but I guess one of the reasons was because it was uh, 
there were either talks of war or war has had kind of started somewhere else. So this was what, 1999? No, it was like, it was a, around, I think, 2000, like early 2000, because I didn't come back to the States until that summer, around like May or June. So then that's how um, we left. I mean, that's how he told me. He was like, you're, never go- you're going back to the States. And at that time, the school, I was going to a lot of kids with whom I had uh, befriended. I guess they were like related to the president at that time, you know, like his grandkids, his nieces and nephews and everything. And uh, so as they were having rumors of war, there was uh, rumors of them trying to do a coup against the president, all that stuff, whatever was going on. Fourth grade, I concluded in my dad brought me back stateside but I guess um you know later on I found out all those kids who were related to the president or whatever they all had to flee when he was fleeing and uh right when I was about to leave it was some type of mini war conflict that uh was taking place in Liberia and then my dad uh packed me up and brought me back stateside when I came back I was so happy to see my siblings. And I guess since that was my first time like being old enough to know that I was away <laughs> from like uh, my siblings, especially my older sister since she and I had uh, multiple separations, but since I was still so young to understand it, it never really had an effect or you know any type of change. But it's like when I came back uh, the summer after fourth grade, you know, I was excited to see my sister and my brother and all that. But I just felt different. Like, I I couldn't really explain it. I just, you know, when you come to the house where <laughs> everyone has been having a routine for the last year and a half or two years or however long it had been. You know, they're all still in the same school, had their friends and, you know, had their little routine at home. I just... I guess I didn't really know where to fit in, but it was just exciting to be back to a familiar place. But I I think that was the time I realized I I started to feel as if I don't know where I fit into this group or this family. You know, so if I necessarily had a pinpoint, but we just kind of hung out regular and just, you know, try to get reacquainted with one another. And then I think I had been back for about maybe three or four weeks or something of that sort. Yeah, it had to have been a month, at most a month and a half. Dad said he was going back to Liberia. And I was really sad. Mind you, I had been with my dad for a year and a half. And so I, I was like, he's leaving. So I, I thought I was going back with him or me and my sister was going back so he was like no he's going back by himself so I was like oh you know even though I knew <laughs> I was going to be with my mom here and my siblings like I said I still didn't know where I fit in so I, I would have still felt alone in a sense so he was like no um we can't go back with him but I guess whatever disagreements or difference in opinions um he and my mom were having, he had packed up my sister and I, <laughs> I can still remember we got these two big trash bags, one of those garden style ones where you 
can shove all the leaves into. And uh, one night he like uh, packed up my sister and I, he packed up our stuff, you know, in like in a trash bag each. And he told us we were going to stay with, um, with my uncle, his brother. So at, at least we were happy. My sister and I were happy that we were, you know, going to be together, but we were still going to leave our younger brother. So we were a little sad about that. I mean, they all live in the same state, so it's not like we were moving to a different state or anything of that sort. And, and I'm sure my sister would have had an even harder time since she had been with um, my mom, my younger brother that whole time. For me, I, I would have only been back about a month, so it wasn't going to affect me that much. So he packed us up that night and that morning we woke up, we kind of like hugged our younger brother uh, by and stuff. You know, hugged our mom by and my dad drove us to our uncle's house. And we got there and I think my dad was leaving the next day, if I'm not mistaken, to go to Liberia. So we all hung out with him that next day and we sat by and... uh we took some pictures and then he had left. Every time I flip <laughs> to my album nowadays, I still see like all those pictures we took on that day. And you can still see me like all tearing up and yeah, my crying face is not it. <laughs> but um, so we just kind of said our goodbye. So we just, you know, try to fit in as best as we could to, at our uncle's house. Um, My uncle had two kids, uh, a daughter and a son. The son was younger than us and his daughter was my age. Um, so, you know, we all kind of, we all just picked up where we left off, you know, um, where we had seen each other throughout our interaction since we all lived in the same state. So we just kind of were hung, hanging out, you know, enjoying the neighborhood and everything like that. And I think we were there for about maybe a month in the summer. So I'll say like June. I don't know what did or didn't happen. My sister got injured. So uh, my uncle had called uh, my mom to let her know, uh, you know, my sister had been injured. And I guess my mom was like, oh, she needs to take my sister to the hospital since she has the insurance card or whatever it was, whatever the reason was. So, uh, so they had, my uncle had told us, he was like, you know, they're about to come pick up my sister so she can go to the doctor and then they'll bring her back uh, either the next day or two days later or something so you know I hugged my sister I was like okay see you soon and uh, so I was just waiting for like two days for my sister to come back you know after the third day after the fourth day and she was <laughs> she was gone for like about a week so I'm not sure if I asked my uncle or my aunt I was like hey you know when is she coming back is everything okay and my uncle was like, you know, he wasn't sure uh, yet when she's coming back, but she'll, you know, she'll soon be back. So about two weeks later, my sister didn't return, and then uh, my uncle and them had told me that my mom said she's not bringing my sister back. And um, either she's not bringing her back, or I, I'm not really sure how it happened, but I just found out that my sister wasn't coming back. So I remember that day when. My aunt, my aunt and them had told me, and I just, I just broke down crying, you know. So I was like, "Oh, is she, um, 
I was like, is my mom going to come pick me up too? Is she just taking us back to the house? And they were like, no, she's not coming to pick you. Uh, she just, you know, but your sister's not coming back. And I just, <laughs> I just didn't know how to react. Because mind you, I had just come from Liberia a little over a month and a half or two months prior. And there I was again. You know, feel like I'm by myself and my sister was gone. And I, you know, once again, it's almost like life wanted to confirm with me that, you know, you're really not wanted. Like I said, because I was older now, the way I begin to interpret my value, my value in my family, my value in life, you know, the interpretation at that time wasn't really great. And I think that's. That's the time that kind of started my isolation ways, I guess, where I just kind of, you know, every time, every chance I got, even though I had a friendly demeanor or interacting with my, my cousins and my aunt and uncle and stuff, I, I think in my mind, I began isolating myself. Like, I began doubting my foundation. Because then I started thinking, how long am I going to stay here? You know, will my dad come pick me back up and you know, will I see my sister again? Because even though we live in the same states, my the uh, my aunt and uncle that stayed with my mom, I guess the relationship wasn't that cool for me to be like, oh, we're in the same state. I can see my sister whenever I wanted to. And the whole time I was there, I really can count on my fingers how many times I saw my sister or my brother. And I think, uh, like I said, I think that's, that, uh, that year started me where I began to really... Um, get scared you know I think maybe that's when I started developing fear of just not knowing what tomorrow would bring and like I said children interpret things in a more fragile manner that's why I would keep my <laughs> I remember one time I was in the room and I had my clothes and like you know the trash bags I had brought and I kind of like kept it on bed and my aunt was like you know you have all these drawers why don't you put your clothes in the drawer and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And it took me a while to do it because I just really didn't know how long, you know, they would want me there. So I, I just imagined having to take my stuff out of the drawer. So I just used to keep it in the trash bag, you know. And and some nights I would just kind of lay down, you know, and just cry and stuff, you know. Like I said, those are just, uh, those are just the times I can, you know, reflect on that I know it started a... Uh, not so healthy mindset that I started growing up with and eventually you know as I grew up I learned to change it but I think some of those events contributed to how I you know carried myself in terms of fear or just isolation or introverted type personality yeah fourth and fifth grade really uh told me a lot I'll go ahead and close here I guess next next week I'll continue and you know some of the events and stuff that took place during the next uh, you know year or so of my childhood after that. But yeah, thank you for tuning in today and I look forward to talking to you all next week. Have a great week. Until next time, God bless. <laughs>